Hey folks, this is Wes Colton with the Introvert Unbound podcast. For this episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about an adventure I went on last month where I didn't date anyone for the entire month of January. Now, I know a lot of folks who are listening are like, wow, big deal, one month without dating. But keep in mind, I'm a dating coach. This has been an area I focused a lot on over the last several years. And I did decide it was time to take a break. And the reason was not anything to do with women per se. So the reason was not a critique of women or I've just had enough. I just realized I needed to take some time to focus entirely on my own pursuits and sort of take a look at what things I might be doing in my life exclusively to attract women that don't necessarily benefit me myself. And what we teach at Introvert Unbound is to find the overlap between situations where you are improving yourself and situations that help your dating life. So that's many things, you know, many, many things like your career, your fitness, your mental health, things like that. But I was just in a situation where I was curious. You know, I had never really gone that long without at least trying. Now, of course, I'm not talking about just one month of celibacy like that was some big deal. I've obviously gone longer than that, you know, as most people have. So it wasn't really just about that. Obviously, it was partially that, the idea of not having any sex. But it was more about not even trying. So a lot of times where you're putting out the effort here and there around dating, and I definitely don't prioritize dating in my life anymore, but, you know, it's up there. And even if I'm not in a situation where I'm seeing someone, chances are it's kind of right around the corner or I know at any given day it could be happening. So in terms of the sex, it's like, okay, maybe I'm not getting laid right now, but it it's always happened at some point. That's fine. So for this month, it's like, no, you definitely will not be getting laid. You were not going to do anything to make it happen. And sure, if some attractive woman came out of the woodwork and like, guess what we're doing? But surprise, surprise, that didn't happen. And I didn't really expect that to happen. So an interesting thing that I did notice was I was doing different activities. So I realized that a lot of the times, say, when I went to coffee shop during the day. Now, a lot of that is to get out of the house because I work at home to kind of change up the space and maybe talk to people. But sort of in the back of my mind, it's always, oh, maybe I'll meet a woman there. And, you know, most of the times I go to a coffee shop, I don't talk to a woman and certainly don't meet anyone. But it's always sort of there. And I realized without that impetus, there was no real reason for me to go to the coffee shop. So I still could have gone to the coffee shop. But the point was, no, don't do anything that is being done specifically around dating. Anything to enhance your appearance, anything to enhance your status, anything to put yourself out there. Of course, I was social and I made sure I was still hanging out with friends and stuff like that. But I definitely wasn't going to bars as much. And I really wasn't approaching women. Towards the end, I sort of cheated a little bit and I was talking to women. I had this party coming up and I invited a couple women I knew, but I wasn't trying to get dates with them or anything like that. So maybe I was cheating. But for the most part, I was very strict about this. And it was really interesting because over the years, I had built up the impulse to approach women I'm attracted to. And I'm not doing this all the time in inappropriate situations or anything like that, but it's kind of always an option, right? And in these situations, 
I had to stop myself. I was like, no, you don't get to do that. And at first I thought that would be really relaxing. I was like, ah, oh, finally, you don't have to have that obligation. You don't have to have that in the back of your mind that you got to say the right thing or, you know, put on the right, um, put out the right energy or anything like that. But it was a little bit distressing, which was a really interesting insight. So keeping myself from doing something that I would do naturally, at least now I would do it naturally, was a struggle. And that's why I realized it was really important for me. And I wasn't doing this because I thought in the back of my mind, oh, this is going to secretly get me more dates because I will not become across as desperate. And, you know, no, I, I wasn't trying to get dates at all. And I didn't expect to get dates and I didn't get any dates. That was the purpose of the whole month. I called it solo manuary because it was January and that's ridiculous. Anyway, I was at, say, an art walk, right? And I swear to God, there were way more situations than I've ever been in before where attractive women were sort of signaling interest, you know, sort of just by standing there. Maybe I was imagining it, but I could have approached them and I didn't. And it was hard. And I think a lot of it is to do with the fact that I've gotten myself to the point where if I'm interested, I typically make an effort and I almost never regret that. But what I always regret is not making the effort. So the times that I'll beat myself up are the times where I'll see someone and I just will make some excuses and not even say hi. I've been in situations where I came across super awkward or they had their boyfriend. I never really regret those situations. And I've been doing this long enough, just as in socializing and talking to other humans, that it doesn't come across as that weird. And even if it does, who cares, right? The key is putting out your effort and then being content with whatever the results are. But if you don't even try, those are the times where I'll obsess over, I'll think about a particular woman for days. But I swear to God, if there's somebody who's out there and I go up there and she's like, oh, hi, yeah, I'm with my boyfriend or um, no, no thanks or whatever, I don't really think about it at all. And I don't really feel bad. And it's slightly embarrassing in the moment, but not really that much. You know, I don't like run off. I just, you know, I played off pretty well. I'm like, oh, okay, well, it's cool. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. Talk for a little bit more and then go on my merry way. But in these instances, I didn't do anything. And I felt like I was, I don't know, betraying myself. It was very weird. At the same time, I think maybe there's a negative aspect in that. Why do I always feel like I need to put in that effort? Can I just be okay with not approaching a woman? And of course, the reality is there are many situations in my life in which I turn that off. You know, if I'm hiking in the woods and some women pass by, I'm not trying to chat them up for the most part. You know, there are certain areas in which you just you just let it be. You're doing your own thing. And that's a, and that's appropriate. You got to know when to turn it on and off. But in this case, never turning it on was interesting. And so some other things I, I did, I stopped grooming to a certain degree and not completely. I still brushed my teeth because that's about physical health. You know, I still worked out, things like that. I, I kind of let my beard grow out like in a gross way, like not trimming it at all, neck beard and everything like that. And I only trimmed it after my business partner, vice president of Introvert Unbound, Regina Hopkins, said it looked gross when we were doing a video. And it's a good point. It did. And 
I was like, well, hey, I'm not trying to impress women, but I realized, all right, I do need to be professional somewhat. So that convinced me to at least trim it a little bit. So, uh, so I did a little bit of trimming and stuff like that. Uh, I still shaved my head because that's something I like to do. I don't like the fact that, you know, I have a receding hairline. I don't like how that looks particularly. So I do that for myself. Some other things, yeah, I kept brushing my teeth. I didn't brush my teeth as much. I typically will brush my teeth, you know, in the morning, in the evening, and then also if I'm going out. And I was like, well, I'm not gonna brush my teeth because why do I do that? It's in case I talk to a woman, I wanna have good breath, right? Or in case I kiss her or something, that's the unconscious motivation. So I realized don't do that. So it was just kind of interesting. It made me more mindful to think of, well, what are the things I do for myself? What are the things I do for women? Not necessarily a bad thing and, and not looking at it in any negative way, just being aware of it, just being mindful of that fact. And some other interesting things that happened basically were my dreams. And I like my dreams. I remember my dreams a lot. Even my nightmares are kind of cool. Like uh, last night I was in a truck and sort of like went off the edge. It was like this road that was barely a road. And I was like, surely this will be okay. And I was like, this is not okay. And I'm sliding off. I'm like, surely this will be all right. And I was like, no, I'm like, I guess this is how I'm going to die. Is this how I'm going to die? And it wasn't that big of a deal. Anyway, so those are typically the dreams I have. And not all negative, of course. No, rarely negative. Anyway, here's my point. My point is that I had nonstop sexual dreams for a full month. <laughs> and they're still going. Like, I would say probably I have, I don't know, a handful, two, maybe three a month. I had one literally every single night. Maybe there were a couple nights where I didn't, but almost every single night. And they're fairly graphic in some cases. And it was started like with one woman and then there'd be another woman. In some dreams, there were two women, three, maybe not all at once, in a couple of them, definitely. Five or six women, it was crazy. And it wasn't simply the fact that I wasn't getting laid. Of course, I'd gone way longer than a month without having sex. It was the fact that there was no chance of me having sex. And so my genes were like, dude, we got to get out there somehow, even if it's in the fake fantasy world of my dreams. So that's kind of what happened there and was very interesting. And yeah, one after another after another, they just kept coming. And it's uh, quite a trip, quite a trip indeed. Uh, some other aspects I learned was, yeah, maybe I had gotten kind of bored with the idea of approaching women and dating women. That That's a bit of an overstatement. It's not that I'd gotten bored, but it, it became just such a constant pursuit that I didn't have enough perspective. I wanted to take a step back, and I did. And I took this step back, and I realized, you know what? Women are a very positive presence in my life. And I'm certainly not dating in a negative way, at least not anymore. I think in the past I was more okay with casual situations and I'm not opposed to that. But these days I'm, I'm more screening for potential girlfriends, you know, not just, not just assuming there'll be girlfriends. But if I don't think that there's any chance of it really potentially lasting, you know, at least they're a candidate for that. I don't bother. And this was kind of a reinforcement of that. And I think even a demarcation of the time when I'm definitely going to focus on that primarily. So that means, you know, you could say more quality than quantity. I don't, I don't mean the quality of women, just like the quality of the potential relationship. And me stepping away from, from it for a little bit gave me the ability to contemplate about that a little more and decide that that's the right path. And also has made me excited again excited about 
dating, excited about approaching women because there are all these women that like, well, you can't have them. And almost it was like a, a redo of my youth when there were women around and I didn't feel like I could have them because I didn't know what to do with them. And so then after having dated for a while and realizing I can talk to a woman anywhere and there's a possibility that it will work out like one month. No, there's not. And now I'm back again. I'm like, okay, wow, this is this is exciting. You know, there there are endless potential opportunities. And at the same time, I, I don't have a desperation to it. Now, I, I've got rid of the desperation years ago. But when I really started focusing on dating after my dating life not being what I want it to be, I suppose there was some element of desperation, even obsession involved with that. And I got over that in time through working on myself, but also just getting certain things out of my system, let's just say, in terms of dating. And so, you know, over the last several years, I've been in a really good place personally. But I think that there has always been this driver in the back of my mind that's like, go, go, go. And I think that's healthy to a certain degree. I really do. I think the drive is good. So if you're somebody who is not driven to date, the idea of taking a month off is is meaningless. In fact, there are a lot of folks I talk to about this, folks in the MGTOW community, men going their own way, folks who are incels, involuntary celibates, men who don't have sex and claim that they cannot have sex. And they were supportive, but... I think they're coming from a little bit different place. Most of them were like, only a month, I'm going my whole life. And that's fine. I'm not here to critique or really comment that much on that lifestyle. However, I wasn't coming at it from that place. I wasn't coming at it from a place of I'm done with women or a place of really negativity at all, you know, except maybe in terms of my own thought patterns and processes and wanting to improve my own behavior in life and stuff like that. But so I tried to engage with some of those folks. Then I quickly realized it, it wasn't the same thing. And a lot of them were kind of not threatened by, but they're like, oh, wow, big deal. One month, you don't get laid, try, you know, 10 years or something like that. And so I realized there wasn't really a lot of people to talk to about this. And there may not be that many people even interested in listening to this. But if you're still interested, I'm glad that you are. And you should certainly contact me with your thoughts. But I do think this was an important step for me. And, and I think a lot of people can learn from it, particularly those who do date a lot. And I recommend everyone do take some definite times off. So it's not a matter of, oh, well, I didn't end up dating anyone for those few months or six months or a year. It's like, yeah, but you were kind of putting out the effort, right? You were sort of fishing around. It's like either do it or don't do it. And so that's another thing. It reminded me, okay, if you're going to date, you know, make sure you're you're doing at least what I'm calling the sniper approach. So uh, forgive me for the violent gun imagery. It has nothing to do with shooting anyone. But the idea of a shotgun or a machine gun approach is like, I'm going to talk to everyone and just like see what happens. And then sniper approach is I'm going to approach and make efforts with just the right women and see how that goes. So that's kind of where my energies are at these days. And this kind of, as I said before, solidified my focus on that particular approach. And if you are dating a lot, I would recommend taking a step back. There does become a kind of desperation that I think I was on the low level of, not in terms of not getting it, but always having to have it. And by it, I don't just mean sex. I mean, you know, in my case, it would be the companionship of a woman. And 
again, there, there are great things, and I will close talking about the great things and why I'm really happy to be back dating. But I think it can become an addiction. You know, if, if you're not getting laid at all, you're not dating at all, you're obsessed with having something in your life. It's almost like you're, you have scurvy, right? Like you don't normally notice, you don't normally crave vitamin C until you have none of it. And then when you have none of it, your freaking teeth fall out. And when you're dating for a while, then you become sort of dependent on always having something. It can be part ego, but it also just like you're addicted to it. Like this a woman's presence in my life, it can be sex. It can be just the validation, the ego boost, all those sorts of things. And I'd done a video about that in the past. I called it something like high level desperation, something like that, advanced level desperation. And it's a lot of guys, especially guys who do very well with dating and identify with it. So guys who are, say, dating coaches or really into that kind of thing, they their whole identity is around being able to attract women, you know, like the ladies man. And, you know, they want to go to the party with the attractive woman. They want their friends to be like, oh, so who are you dating? Even though a lot of people kind of look at them as a parody and are kind of want to keep them at arm's length because they know there's something not quite healthy going on there with that obsession. You know, they'll joke about it and, and stuff like that. They're not necessarily going to alienate you, but they might not invite you to your to their party because you're going to hit on every single woman in the place. And it's not just a matter of jealousy. It's a matter of that's you're kind of trying to juice the whole world there. You know, you're, you're taking everything in your juicer and making it yours. And that comes from this obsession with needing it, needing it all the time. And luckily I never got to that state where I became like that, but who knows, maybe I could have if I hadn't been more contemplative. And I think things like solo manuary keep me at that nice even keel. And so to conclude what I've been talking about, I'm glad to be back dating again. Um, I am kind of, it's like a rebirth for me, even though it sounds ridiculous. It's only been a month, uh, but I, I'm looking at it with fresh eyes and I'm really just trying to enjoy the company of women and just the process of talking to them and seeing how that goes, not be, not being goal oriented, which is something we've been talking about for a long time, not, not being obsessed with, oh, I have to kiss her, I have to sleep with her, I have to do all these things, whatever. Just, hey, hang out with her, enjoy, enjoy your company. And, and that's the thing. It's like, as a man, a heterosexual man, or if you're a woman or if you're gay, whatever, we do have a draw to certain individuals, be they of the opposite sex or whatever. And that is a good thing if it's managed properly. If we do take care of ourselves first and make ourselves happy, and then that complementary presence, it's it's a wonderful thing. And here's the thing, I believe it makes society go round. It, it, it drives men to succeed and to do a lot of good things in life and to to focus on our work and our health and all sorts of things like that. Stuff we should do for ourselves, but stuff that we are probably unconsciously or consciously even doing for women. We want to make a name for ourselves. We want to, frankly, put out good things that make people happy, particularly women. We want to make women happy. And so that's the beauty of the sexes, right? It's like we play off of one another and we make the other what it is. We Men shape women, women shape men, vice versa. 
if a man, if men behave certain ways, it's because evolution picked that and vice versa. And these days, our rewarding of certain behaviors and punishing of others, that's what shapes men and women. And I think the fact that women do reward certain prominence and success a lot of guys will complain about that and they'll say it's uh they're money grubbers and yeah obviously some women are money grubbers but remember a lot of the times the money is just that symbol and reminder that this man has been successful in his community so the community has decided this man is worthy this person has put a lot of effort into something and this person you know maybe has some genetic gifts in order to make that happen. So there's a reason why we push ourselves. A lot of times it's for women and that can be a really good thing if we put everything in balance. And that's all I've got to say on the topic. You can check out my first article about Solo Manuary when I was going into the whole thing. That's on the blog, introvertunbound.com. And I'll be writing a follow-up article as well. And you can check that out on the blog as well. And I'm glad you're listening. And take care, everyone.